welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of Arts Council England. In today's episode, we hear John Sinclair talking to Julie Hoggarth, founder of Drum and Brass. In 2019, Julie moved from Leicester to the working class village of Tebay in Cumbria, where she has established a brass band for young people to learn to play cornets, horns and trombones, and to learn the skills needed to be part of a community. In this episode, we hear the progress of the Melody Makers Band over a five-month period, and Julie outlines the ways in which she keeps the children engaged through the difficult first two years of learning to play an instrument. Her project has been supported financially by Cumbria Community Foundation, Eden Arts and Culture Development Fund, and Arts Council England. I took up music late in life and was so sorry that I hadn't done it as a child. Children learn much quicker, but also they get this huge benefit from playing an instrument, um, which is like a passport into so many great things, into groups where they can meet other young people, travel, really good for um, all of other aspects of learning. So it sharpens up your brain. It it makes you feel more creative. All of those benefits felt essential. And I could see that it was dwindling in mainstream education and that that was an opportunity for us to um share our skills and sort of set up under the umbrella of drum and brass and obviously you uh, worked in leicester but now you're up in t-bay in cumbria so two different locations two different sets of kids as well very different locations different challenges here equally challenging actually because of the distances involved for young people to access music Again, it's not always available in the schools. Again, it's quite um, unaffordable if you're looking at one-to-one lessons and purchasing or hiring an instrument. And there are some good uh, services provided by the Music Hub, but you have to travel to get there, either down to Kendall or up to Penrith. And each of those is a 25-minute car journey. And by bus, almost impossible now. So local felt important. And, I, and, and, and the term rural isolation suddenly became very clear and very relevant. Yeah, obviously distances is a problem. So was that um, a difficulty in getting children involved? How did you go about getting the children involved in the first place? Uh, being being involved in a brass band was the starting point and so I asked people in other bands whether they had difficulties recruiting young people some people said it's an ongoing challenge and at the moment we we're not doing it other people said we don't do it because actually those children grow up and leave and it's there's no point so it it, it felt that there was a gap there 
that actually there's a good strong local network in this area which meant that it was easy to contact local families and say would you like this and we started with six young people and it's it, it grew to probably the maximum is around about 12 to 13 but in a community of about a thousand that's a good a good percentage really and it's manageable from your point of view i guess as well well in terms of um the the kinds of issues that young people are facing are, are, are um there is a lot of autistic spectrum disorder and that's just happening more and more um, across the board across the country um, and in this area and actually a larger group would not work because a lot of the children require an individual bit of support so really actually we're going with NSPCC guidelines which is one to six and we work with volunteers whenever we can so that we can have the those numbers increased Okay, so uh, during this podcast, we're going to hear them, uh, the children rehearsing the piece that you learned and also hear them performing that and hear a bit from the kids later as well. So uh, what about places to, to actually uh, hear the children? Did you have any trouble finding an event that they could play at? How, how difficult or easy was that? That's been a real joy because there are three places locally um, where people gather in Bay. There's a network of events which we've just been invited into so readily, um, which is lovely. There's Christmas events that happen at the churches. Uh, there's a community choir, which has just been going for 10 years. And Alison Mott, who organises that, invited us from the very earliest days to perform a couple of pieces with that group. So each time we've only had to prepare a couple of pieces which was ideal for our group in the early stages um so it, it has been we've, we are part of the the annual calendar now which is lovely because we get out there regularly and it gives it gives the place a fantastic boost and and the people in the village can see them progressing which is is great yes lovely uh so choosing the piece to play, we're going to hear the first kind of practice of that uh, shortly. But how do you go about choosing what we're going to play? We do a concert, then we start again from fresh. And I'll say, OK, well, we've got some pieces that we could play and I play them, either a recording or I'll just stand and play it on my cornet and then say, which would you like to do? We pick a couple and we play from scored music so the children read the notation so then the, then we hand out the music and we go from there okay well we're going to hear the first rehearsal here this takes us back to about march time i think as well so uh we're going to hear progress obviously uh, during this uh, this interview that we're doing early rehearsals are going to be what they're going to be i guess aren't they it's just feeling your way into a new piece. Everyone's at a different level as well. So you've got some, and, and we're playing in parts. 
too. So different people are playing different bits of music. It's not all the set. Everyone is not playing the same thing. So it's a real challenge. Okay, uh, we'll talk more about that after we've heard uh, this rehearsal then. So that's uh, a, a kind of understanding of where they were in the early days of re rehearsing. As you said there, you break them down into groups and they, they, they probably rehearse separately as well, do they? And you give out badges, I believe, as well. Well, we do. We um, have a badge progression system which goes for right from the first notes onwards and covers different aspects of being in a band. Um, that is not just the music, but it's also about managing a band, managing events, managing the music, managing yourselves, um, and also leadership, because there's a lot of leadership involved in helping new players or helping your little section, and uh, and obviously musicianship as well. So we do give out budget because really our, we started when we thought the first two years of learning a music instrument are hard. You've got you've got over the joy of having a shiny shiny new instrument in your hands, and you kind of get to realise that it sounds a bit rough, and it will sound a bit rough for a couple of years, really. And the badges are a way to mark the things that you have achieved because you can sometimes feel you're not achieving anything. The the most the biggest dropouts in those first couple of years, oh, children will have a go. They won't feel they've made progress and they'll drop out. But we thought actually that this is this is adding to retention, keeping people motivated, and so they can see and actually choose their own development and progression path. So if they're if they're struggling with the music, they might say, "Well, I can still design a poster for that event, and that's equally a part of being in a band." Or I can recruit some friends, and that's a really important part of being in a band. So all of these things, entrepreneurial as well as, as musical, the badges are, we're really proud of those, yes. And we manage them all through a sort of um, a programme planning system, which means that all the sessions and the badges and the awards are all linked together. Uh, it, it, it's something that the young people can have their their say heard what they want to do they can do sure and i guess the parents kind of uh involvement is kind of key as well because obviously badges they can show to their parents so they can show off a bit as well and the parents encouragement is a factor i guess absolutely yeah the fam families are really important let's face it the children come because their parents put themselves out a lot the the, pa the parents so we keep good communications with the parents with they are really important and hopefully they feel kind of part of the band set, set up as well they do help out at events making food 
giving out drinks, um, doing transport, rallying troops. Uh, yeah, it takes a village to raise a band. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, let's hear a piece now uh, down the line. We're a couple of months on, and this is uh, another of these rehearsals. Okay, here we go. So obviously we can see the development or we can hear the development. We can't see it, but we can hear it. Those are the factors, I guess, about being in a band, not only just playing, but kind of your deportment and maybe wearing a uniform, you know, making yourself look like you belong as well, isn't mm. it? Yeah, the, bit, the uniform is a big thing, actually. We've, we have um, quite a casual uniform of polo shirts. If I'm honest, the players would prefer a proper smart uniform of blazer tie and all the rest of it that's they feel the um the the, the specialness of that it's a belonging isn't it yeah it really is yes and it's a sense of pride and identity yes it, it's quite it's quite fascinating all the adults think that the children want to wear hoodies no that's not actually the case <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's quite nice to hear as well, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, so you're building up to the actual performance. Um, just remind us where it was again and how everybody felt before the performance, and we'll hear it in a second. Mm. So the, this, this performance was the 10th anniversary of the Community Choir, and we played at St James's Church. There's two churches in T-Bay uh, that work very closely together. This is the St James's Church, and we played at to a packed audience actually uh it was a wonderful occasion every player in the band was there all ages our young our youth youth leader liam was there he's been really helpful in motivating the younger players because obviously players uh young people respond best to other young people so he's gr a great motivator and support uh, we had volunteers as well, people from other bands who've kind of stepped in, seen what's happening and thought, yes, I'll, I will support this. And we played our favourite piece, which the players have practised and practised and they love it. And it's called Bear Dance. And I have to do a shout out to Alice Little down in Oxford, who arranged this for us uh, many years ago. So it was bear dance. So let's hear the performance then. Uh, and you conducted it, of course. So uh, just introduce it for us. That would be nice. This is bear dance, a traditional English folk tune. And as I said on the day, a little bit dark thinking about poor dancing bears. But the children love it and the audience loved it. <laughs> Thank you. 
So you finish the performance, everybody's feeling quite happy. I guess you had a little party afterwards as well, and everybody felt quite good, I would think. It is always a lovely feeling to have done a performance that you've worked on for months, and it is months, and it all goes well. And it's probably the best feeling after it's all over and everyone's smiling, the children are very excited, then they're full of pride. And you can guarantee that the next rehearsal will go really well because they step up. They step up a level after every performance because it, it so much of music is about confidence, about playing your instrument and trusting your fingers they're going to do what they're, they're supposed to do and trusting yourself. It's, it's a matter of faith. And they, they come back with more skills and more commitment and more enthusiasm. It's lovely. Now, you did have a chat with some of the kids who didn't always answer the questions you were asking <laughs> properly. No. We'll try and fit some pieces out of this. But, uh, uh, you know, nice for them to kind of reflect with you. I think it was the day after, wasn't it? It, it was. It was our, yeah, it was very, the very youngest players, the older ones come in after... So we've got two sessions of the younger players, which are learning the notes and more games, and then the older players focus on hard music. Okay, well, we've taken a, a little snippet out of it, so let's hear that now. What pieces did you play? Jungle Book and Bear Dance. And how did we do Jungle Book? People started singing. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, I'm the king of swingers. I'm the VIP. And that's what's bothering me. Is the concert just about the playing? No. No, it's about life. Yeah, we had to use the editor quite heavily there. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's children for you, isn't it, really? You can't um, expect them to be on message, which is very good. It very keeps us on our toes. Indeed. Uh, so plans for the future now, because obviously um you know drum and brass wants to carry on maybe you can tell a bit about the funding arrangements as well but uh so, so where do we go from here from your point of view well we were funded for the last year to set up the band and establish it by the cumbria community foundation and we are putting in some another request to them which they're considering right now to put in some adaptations which will make the help us to develop resources for autistic spectrum disorder players and which we would like to share with other brass groups because we're developing also funded by the uh, Eden District Council which is now the West London Furness Council uh, to build a network of all of the brass bands across Cumbria and to actually put on an, an annual event that will bring all the bands and all the young people together, which will just build on that feeling of togetherness and community that brass bands are so good at generating. And also, I guess, there's a, a similar kind of thing going on in Leicester as well, is there? Indeed. In, in fact, the, um, the concerts that the No Bars Orchestra are doing which are funded by the, well, the No Bars Orchestra is currently funded by the Leicester Music Hub and the Arts Council. We are hoping to come together at some point, bring Leicester and Cumbria together 
so that the young people, well, that's that should be so exciting to hear them spark ideas off each other to very mm. different communities. But music brings us all together and we just know that they will have a brilliant time and that will be a real catalyst for new ideas. Yeah, coming together definitely would uh, be something to look forward to. Funding, obviously, you can get locally and nationally, but I guess that's an ongoing thing for you to try and raise the funds to do these things and things that are very worthwhile as well there, there are bodies who who support this kind of activity because they recognize the the lifelong benefits of music on what we're all concerned with now which is well-being it's physical and mental and it's the it's the kind of thing that is not fed by a good job and a fast car it's the it's the extra. It's the it's the thing that where you start to reflect and allow your brain to become more creative, and creating space for that to happen is essential for society. So we are very thankful to the funders, who we have to work very hard for, and rightly so because it's public money, to 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 help us keep going and bring more communities together through music. You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass. We are a community interest company focusing on music for well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity in mind. If you'd like to find out more, do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk. You can also email Julie. Her email address is julie at drumandbrass.co.uk. Thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. Our special thanks go to our guest Julie Hoggarth, to our funding partners Arts Council England, to our presenter and technical support John Sinclair and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and doing music differently. Music